This is episode 161 on The Herpreneur Show. Today, we are focusing on Shut Up and Write Your First Book with the famous Ultimate 48-Hour Author, Natasha Denman. Welcome to The Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. When this came across my desk, I said a big yes. I'd specifically chose this woman to interview because I feel that you are wanting to write a book. I know that the women that listen to this show, you are experts at what you do. You deserve to have a book behind you. You deserve to be able to get your message out there. Or some of you have gone through a journey that gets you to this point today that you feel you want to share And it could be a personal journey that's going to help somebody else so they don't suffer in silence. No matter what that book is that you have inside you, that is why I've done this interview today. And I've made sure that I've asked a lot of questions that help unlock those mental blocks that is stopping you in your tracks. Today, we have Natasha Denman, who is the ultimate 48-hour author, highly sought after as a professional speaker, coach, and mentor. Natasha is a 14-time published author and creator of the game-changing business model book, The Ultimate 48-Hour Author. How cool is that name? We dive into that today as well. Natasha's business has helped over 800 solo entrepreneurs become a first-time published author in 15 different countries around the world, including Australia, USA, UAE, and Canada. Natasha has appeared in all major media outlets across Australia, including the Sydney Morning Herald, Financial Review, and The Age. Natasha is changing the way that people do business in the world and how she runs a multiple seven-figure business with her husband and three children. The first part of the interview, we dive in deep about you. I ask the questions about about what's stopping you write your book and how actually it is created. The second half, I decided to dive in and let's talk about her business, her business growth. She has an incredible business. She travels the world. She resides in Australia, but she travels a lot and the business is making multiple seven figures. She's got it set up right. So we hear about that as well. Enjoy today's interview. Everything we discussed today, the links are below. Let me introduce you to Natasha Denman. Thank you so much for having me, Annette. I'm excited. Yeah, I bet you are because uh, all the women that you can help, I know you help men as well, but the show being the Herpreneur Show. But I want to start with, before we dive in deep, where are you in this beautiful planet or this beautiful country of Australia? Now you're in Australia, but share with everyone, where do you work from? Where do you reside? All right. We're in Melbourne. Um, and yes, we are here, but we travel a lot. This is our home office though. Yeah. And do you travel a lot because of your business? No, no longer. It used to be for business and pleasure. Now it's all pleasure. <laughs> Actually, I've been away from Melbourne for three out of the six months. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And have you got the type of business that you can travel anywhere and still be able to take on clients so you have a virtual business that you can go anywhere you want? Yeah, pretty much. And uh, a sales team that I can do a seminar and other people can do the tidy up afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Now, did you ever think to yourself, say, 20 years ago that this would be the life that you were living? No, I was working in the optical industry for OPSM 20 years ago. (laughs) Yes. 
Well, let's get into it, Natasha. I want to dive in to the hot topic of this book, but obviously everything you do and how you help people write books. Shut up and write your first book. Where did the name come from? How did it come to you? Actually, this was the second book after the book that I wrote on writing books. The main book is called Ultimate 48 Hour Author. And after I started running these retreats and writing that book on the system on how to write a book in 48 hours, I met so many people around the country through the various seminars when we used to do them face-to-face and they just had all of these excuses and reasons why they couldn't write the first book and I was like, all right, I need to backtrack. I actually need to write the first in the trilogy and that was Shut Up and Write Your First Book. And it says 48 Reasons That Stand in Your Way, which is kind of connected to the ultimate yes. author. Mm-hmm. And so this book only came about after I realised actually it wasn't about what you need to do and how you need to do it, uh, which was 48 Hour Author. It was actually the mindset and the self-doubt and the fear yeah. that's holding you back. So you need to read this book first before you read the how-to. And then the, the last one is Shut Up and Sell Your First Book. Ah. How did that come about? Which one, the last one? Yeah. Well, then my authors, my authors kept saying, okay, well, now we've got our books, tell us what to do with them and all that sort of stuff, yeah. which I naturally was doing, leveraging and getting speaking gigs and doing all of this stuff um, to use my book, which I call is your business card on steroids. And then I thought, okay, there needs to be a third book in the, in the collection. So now I've even aligned the covers um, to look the same. One is pink, one is black, and one is green, the color of money, which is about selling, <laughs> selling your first book. Um, and yeah, so that's why and how it all came about. It's just naturally and organically unfolded as I found all the challenges that authors have on the journey and tried to plug yes. all those holes to make it all holistic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because when my clients in my past are trying to find names for webinars and, you know, hot topic names for their free downloads, and I always say use the words that your clients use or the problems that they use. And I love this shut up and write your first book. That's like you trying to answer their question when they're like, I'm just stuck. I've got this idea. It's been in my head for 10 years. And yes, ladies, I'm probably talking for you, right? So let's dive into it. We've got women here. They've got content in their heads from their life, from their past, or from their expertise and their business. I'm sure some of them have this overwhelm because they think that they just need to automatically know how to unpack it. Mm -hmm. Can you take us there, the importance and the process that someone does like you that helps guide you to unpack it so they can get unstuck? Yeah, for sure. Well, actually, that is the very first step. And we call it the book unpack and the chapter unpacks. And uh, that's where you start, because I've worked out that on this journey, there are four obstacles a first time author will have. Um, And the first one, we say it's structure, the key to getting started. Mm. Then the next one is accountability, which is the key to getting finished. So this, that's why we started running, you know, this in a group format, because I say, if you want to write a book slow, write it solo and do what they do in the movies, uh, you know, and you're going to take a number of years. But if you want to get it out in three or four months, go and do it with other people and, mm. and be part of a process step by step. Then your third obstacle as a first time author is going to be publishing. So that's the key to a professional book because a lot of people try to cut corners, save money or whatever it is that they're trying to save. And I'm fixing up those books because they do a really, really amateur job that actually takes away from their credibility. 
Mm-hmm. And then the fourth obstacle is impact the key to helping others or leverage, um, yeah. I call it. So really those those are the four stages you need to go through. And you, there's no skipping steps. A lot of people will come to me and say, oh, I just need to know about publishing. And I go, yeah, that's great, but have you written your book? And they go, mm. oh, no, no, I'll be okay. No, no, no. You've got to go back all the way to structure and unpacking. And what you mentioned before about using hypnotic words, you know, something that's going to write um arise curiosity in someone to pick it up and make them stop and look and go okay I need to you know open this book up and you know my husband talks about five critical things you must get right with your book like the title the tagline the cover your blurb all of that the chapter names uh those are key things so that's what we kind of begin with and work from there yeah I love it what are some of the biggest fears that you've had so we've got women on here and they're they're sitting here and they've got the fears they haven't written a book yeah and they're wanting to yeah can you share with some of the biggest fears that you've come across that are stopping people in their tracks yeah so the fear of you know no one's going to read it um am i good enough to write a book um do i have enough content uh or Mm. i don't um or i have too much content i don't know (laughs) together so both comes from both sides yeah imposter syndrome that's a really 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 yes you know Mm -hmm. What if I get found out? And it's like, what are you going to get found out about? You know, like I say, my biggest quote I've been saying for more than a decade now, um, often people think it's all about the book. Um, And I say, actually, writing your first book is not about the book. You're writing your first book is about the person you become at the other end of it. Mm. And it is a transformational process, just like um, those of you who may have become parents for the first time and you transform mm. into a whole different person at the other end of it. Same thing happens when you birth your first book. You literally transform your confidence, your self-esteem, what you believe about yourself changes. And that's what was the defining moment of what got me from one paying client when I wrote my first book Mm. to the first six figures. It was because I started to believe in myself and people started saying, I want to have what you're having. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Me as a coach. Yeah. I love some of the things that you're saying here. The first one is it's the journey of who you become after writing that first book and keeping that promise to yourself. And really, it's such a boost for your self-esteem. Do you know what I mean? Just that internal self-esteem, nothing that you can get externally. It's something that you're really keeping and honouring for yourself. Um, Funny you're talking about the birthing of the book because I wrote a book and I sent it off to the editors. Yes. And then the day I was in hospital mm. having contractions mm-hmm. was when the notes came back. And so I didn't touch them for a week. And this is why I love the step that you talk about the accountability, because when you're doing it solo, which is what I was doing, yes. the accountability is what where the ball dropped for me. Because then I thought in a month's time, had my baby, go home, you yeah. know, just then I'll get back to the book. And I read the editor's notes. And by that stage, I was like, oh, this is too exhausting. I haven't got time for this now. And then left it too long. Yeah. So I have this book that has been written from start to finish. Yeah. And now I'm in a different industry. I'm in a different zone of genius. Do you know what I mean? That was nine years ago. So I understand it resonates with me deeply with the accountability side of it. For me, it was the content I had in my head and I have taught this stuff for 17 years. So boom, wrote the book very quickly, could break it down, the content down. What if you've got some people that say, I don't know if I have enough time. 
I don't know if I can find the time because that would be a huge objection you would get. What would you say to that and how do you help people move through that? Yeah, so that's the second reason why people won't write their books. It's either they say I don't have the time or it's not the right time. And that's that's where we've tackled this with the 48-hour author because I say, can you find two hours twice a week? And most people will say, Mm. yeah, of course I can. Well, that's all you need to block out to work with us and um, and therefore we really have tackled that writing a book doesn't have to overtake your life. It's I usually say it's 10 to 12 hours prior to attendance of our three-day program and it's about 15 hours afterwards. Then you move into editing. And like you said, I do have a lot of people, I talk about this in my seminar where they're running a perfectionism loop and often mm-hmm. they'll have been writing for five to ten years and you meet them and they go, oh, you know, can you give me some advice? And I go, yeah, can we start from scratch? And they look at you with shock horror and they go, what do you mean? This is my life's work. And I go, well, the person you were five to ten years ago is not the person you are today. So you need to start from scratch. Even if you're telling a life story, you're going to tell it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So like what you say, you're now doing something different, which I'm Mm -hmm. doing something completely different from my first book. My first book was The Seven Ultimate Secrets to Weight Loss. It has absolutely nothing to do with what I do now. Yeah. The pivotal part of the journey to build the self-esteem and the confidence. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So interesting. What about if you've got some people that are dealing with, instead of the imposter syndrome, It's the criticism. It's the externally promoting it. And I notice with a lot of women, I notice a lot of them, and this is because my background has been in sales, they are more scared to sell. There's a fear there of looking pushy. I'm wondering with the book, when people publish books, do they have this fear of criticism or fear of looking like, oh, I look like a show off or people think this, or is there some type of concept you have around that that you could share? Um, Not so much that they think they're a show off. They're scared about what people will think of the content. That Mm -hmm. It's more around the content rather than shouting from the rooftops that they have written a book. Um, but they do struggle at the point where if they want to leverage the book, they will need to create something behind it, programs, and and they'll have to sell those. So they do get stuck in the, the sales kind of stuff, um, yes. making an offer and all that sort of stuff. But I always, you know, say that actually writing a book makes others perceive you to be the expert. So you don't have to be chasing people because you have more credibility and therefore closing a sale will be a lot easier. I think actually mm. that was one of the reasons, if I think back 13 years ago when I wrote my first book, I think that was one of the reasons I wrote a book more so that I didn't seem so salesy, but I was more of an expert. And so sales became easier. And um, now with all the credibility of everything that I've built, that kind of does the selling for me rather than me having to be really pitchy. And yeah, that's exactly what most women will struggle with. Yes, yeah. Let's talk about um, the phases. What are the phases that we have to go through? You were saying like unpacking was the first one. I'm guessing the last one would be launch, but correct me if I'm wrong. What are the stages if it was like a timeline for these women to understand conceptually? Yeah, so the unpacking, we normally meet with someone and help them unpack the whole thing and then give them guidance on how to prepare to write it. Then it's obviously 
the writing and the execution of the content would be the next one. Then the fine tuning and the self edits and all that sort of stuff afterwards before it goes into editing. Once it enters the publishing process, it spends about three months there, a month in editing, month in layout, and then a month for print production. And about five years ago, we um, started our own in-house publishing company, which means we do everything under one umbrella. And then the final stages are, and we actually get our authors to pre-launch their book. So on day mm. one of their program, they actually announced that their book is um, going to be out in the next three to four months, which is another form of accountability because we get them to either set up a landing yeah. page or way to get paid. So when they announce it with a mock-up cover on socials and people start paying them 20 bucks or whatever for the book, like, well, they get started, but also it's our little trick to make sure we have them complete because now they're no longer accountable just to ask their, their mentors or their retreat buddies. They're accountable to people who have given them money. Mm-hmm. And I always say the cure to procrastination is when you make a commitment to someone else. So now you've made this commitment to people who have given you money for your book yeah, yep. in the next three to four months. So there's no way you can let those people down because um, you know, one thing we don't ever do is not show up for a paying client or someone who's paid us for our products or services. And so that's why we also have a 93% completion rate from those people that do do our signature program. Yeah, I love it. Put your money where your mouth is. That's what exactly what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you get people to pay, then you have to play. <laughs> exactly. And you have to do yeah. that. That's how I've launched anything. I've always just made an offer. And mm. then when I sell that offer, I go, shit. I've told them it's going to be ready yes. by now. I now have to create it. And yeah. even this program that started 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I had the idea I wanted to do an end-to-end thing. I didn't want to be just a coach or a mentor. I wanted mm-hmm. to, like, make sure no one fails and that, that you know, and it was going to be a big, you know, high-ticket item. But I go, then I'll have a high success rate. And I just put it on a sheet, did my number crunching, and just went networking. And I said, I'm running the first retreat in October 2013 and um, and showed people. And the few first few people like said, oh, have you done this before? And I was just like, well, I could show what I had done for my book. Yes, yeah. And the people who liked me, knew me, and trusted me came on board. And it was only then that I go, systems, what am I going to do at this weekend? Mm. All this sort of stuff, yeah. But do you know I love that transparency? Um, I have taught my clients many times if they're creating an online program and they're already an expert to sell the first program and make it while they're on there. So I know, and this is something I've done twice, but I have openly said to the people that have signed up, this is the very first one. So we're going to do Q&A after each recording. So they get this, you know, brilliant behind the scenes as well. Um, And I think that's, you know, it matches the saying that I like to build in our business, which is you build the plane as you fly it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's that concept. Some people it doesn't suit and I get that. And if that's you ladies, I totally understand that too. Um, I would love to take a, a, a look at your life in your business because you were saying you were in optical. Yeah. Then you went to weight loss. Yeah. And then suddenly you're doing books. Can yeah. you share with us? Yeah. What was just in a real quick snapshot, that journey, what got you out of optometry into weight loss, weight loss into books, and then books into running these retreats, and now actually having a full-blown, you know, yeah, top-to-tail agency that actually helps you all along with the actual process. Yeah, so I finished a degree in psychology and psychophysiology in school, uh, but then I went into the optical industry and spent 12 years there. 
Wow. When I left that industry was because my husband lost a, a franchise business by making a poor decision in March 2010. That was our mm-hmm. defining moment. And that pushed me into looking for a solution of how I was going to save our family. Wow. Um, it's only three, working three days a week. Um, and we had our first child out of the three that we now have. But um, yeah, so basically I was looking at coaching because I was interested in human behavior and mindset because I had done psychology, mm. but I wasn't going to sit there and just listen to people go, how do you feel? How do you feel? That was so boring for me. And coaching seemed really proactive, you know, and I started reading lots of books and I signed up for a two-year diploma to do my life coaching because the marketing said six figures income, part-time hours. So I go, I need to figure yeah. out how to do this. And therefore, I started on that journey, worked really hard, had a ton of pro bono clients, networked uh, twice a week. Like I just did everything they told me to do. Only got one paying client by month five, only three paying clients by first year. I invested over $46,000 in courses and mentors and everything. But the decision to write the first book was the one that when someone sat down with me after a networking event said, you should write a book, it'll be your business guide on steroids. And wow. I went on a journey. So book one, similar to you, was two days before baby number two came out. But she my, completed it. My waters broke in the coaching chair. Oh, wow. Baby number two, because I was that like work to the last minute because I was still trying to ramp up a business. And then the book came in and then the baby came. It was all boobs, babies and business for the next three or four months. However, three Bs. <laughs> yeah, because because I had done all the networking and I had laid foundations, even though I hadn't monetized that, mm-hmm. then when the book came out, I was asked to speak at chiropractors, health and wellness places with the weight loss stuff, built the weight loss business to six figures. Then people said, how do you do this? So I licensed the weight loss program. Mm-hmm. Licensing and selling licenses and all that. And as it went on, people kept asking me about product development and how'd you write this book? And I'm like going, and then I went on a weekend with a friend and we wrote one book over 48 hours in three hours. That's all it took, three hours mm-hmm. to read this book. And I go, oh, if I can write half a book in three hours, maybe I could show people how to do a full book. And that's where the idea transitioned into, hey, I'm going to run this 48-hour author retreat and put it out. I ran the first one in October. All the 10 authors launched four months later. And it was like, everyone's like, I didn't even And so now it's like a, it's been a 10-year rinse and repeat and refine process Mm. until you know, now that we've got the publishing company, we started that about five years ago and and we have a full team on board that does every sort of bit. And I can just be the face of the business. Yeah, I love <laughs> I it. I certainly mentor and deliver all the trainings and things like that, but I'm not like in the nitty gritty details. Yes. People who like doing that. Yeah, yeah. You've managed to scale the business so you can work in your genius zone and have others work in the areas that they, they thrive at and you probably hate. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's I, like me. You know, English is not my first language, so I couldn't tell you a thing about editing, but that's why we've got the experts and the people who, <laughs> who do that, right? I love it. Ladies, jump on the website. We've got the links all below for everything we mentioned today. I love seeing, Natasha, the women holding their books. And I've read every single woman's book cover mm. on your website. Mm-hmm. Because it showed me all the different topics, categories, all that internal genius stories that everybody has that they need to get out and can get out that makes them so unique. And I wanted to acknowledge that today just to say how powerful that was for me to actually read every single one. 
the process of categorizing. We haven't even put all the books there. There's like over 800 to 1,000 books. It's and my amazing. assistant is like at the moment like, we need to put all the books on the website. We've just, just been doing all the work and forgotten that everything's not featured. But, yeah, there's quite a few there. Yeah. I want to go into my final questions, but before I do, I do want to just go over some of the things that you can offer because I think it's really important to have this today. As soon as I saw your details come across the desk, I thought, I think there's so many women that listen to this show that actually need this and, hey, who wouldn't want to write a book in 48 hours? (laughs) However you choose to have that 48 hours, you're saying two hours a week or if it's like booking yourself a hotel room for a weekend, I don't know. But it's. I think that's really something that we need to hear more about. If they want to find out more, what's the next step from here? How can they find out more from you? I know you've got some free seminar or something like that. Yeah, we run our signature seminar that's been around for the last 10 years, which runs nearly 36 times a year. And it's almost every Tuesday. Occasionally, we might put on a Saturday one. I think that runs four times a year. But the link that's there is permanent. So whenever you click on it, it'll just show you the next date um, that's coming up. And when people do come along to that, it's two hours, two and a half, I would allow. And we do cover off how to write a book in 48 hours, how I also wrote my first book, which was also pretty fast from start to finish. It was six months. Um, you know, uh, we cover off the differences in traditional publishing, self-publishing, what are all the pros and cons in each of those routes, and then kind of explain the leverage that you're able to create behind the book. When you register for free, you get your copy of the ebook version of Shut Up and Write Your First Book. So that in itself is is a valuable resource. And the pre-reading you should do ahead of the seminar Uh, because, yeah, your head's going to (laughs) spin. I talk very, very fast. I love it. And this is all live, isn't it? This is not pre-recorded. This is live every every two weeks. Do you say that you do it or Uh, every every week? Every week. Wow. It just depends if we're traveling. I mean, we. I mean, I just delivered three seminars from Macedonia. I did them in the U from three different states in the US. I'll log on whatever time this is in Australia. But generally, we run them on nine a.m. Melbourne time on Tuesdays, and um, and they um, and it's been our signature seminar for ten years. Yeah. First it was done face to face. Now it's done online. It's getting just as rave reviews as it always has. So we keep doing it because that's a point of difference. Is also we want to make people feel like a family. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, my uh, my husband co-hosts that. He does a small segment in it. But people do feel like we say we work with 100 authors, new authors. We do get repeat books. A lot of our authors are writing second, third, fourth. I've had six books with one author. But um, we tend to like this is. It's like, like children. They have it once and the pain's gone. They go, let me just do it again. Exactly right. Exactly right. So we love it. We um, we actually don't want to scale any much more from where we are. Like literally this is this provides the most beautiful lifestyle for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have built a, a great balance between travel, pleasure, investing, yeah. all of that, setting all of those things up. So we're super happy and our authors get a lot more of us rather than being being a super like a Tony Robbins style business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would love to know because you've gone through a real incredible growth from your business. You've gone through the idea stage, the seed the birth, you've done startup, yes. you've done growth, yes. you've done scale. Yeah. Best piece of advice you could give to the two different types of women we have on the show, piece of advice for the startup, Yeah. piece of advice for someone in the growth to scale stage. 
For startups, my biggest thing I've always been saying since day one, get out there and network and meet people face-to-face because it'll fast-track your relationships and it'll um, get you to find opportunities a lot faster. I always have said you need to get famous offline before you get famous online. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's the thing, twice a week, rule of thumb. And to this day, if I look at every every week in my diary, I've got designed this diary at the top of it. It says, my two events this week are, and nowadays they're all online, like I'm hosting one of my seminars, right? Mm-hmm. I meet 50 to 60 new people every week from around the world. Then there's other things that I do. And sometimes I will pop into a networking event because sometimes I do want to be with people, right? So that's for the startups, like I just really uh, say, mm-hmm can build a multi-six-figure business uh, with just networking. That's what I did. I did not mm-hmm. have money to spend on Facebook ads in my first four and a half years of the business. Like I just didn't know. It was scary and all that. So all I did, and I got to multi-six figures consistently without any Facebook ads. So that's for the startups. Now, for the ones at scale, uh, definitely um, when you're at scale, you're time, um, time poor, but cash rich generally you're getting more money, uh, money through. So definitely investing into the paid uh, marketing where you are getting volume and now, you, you know, more people and uh, refining and fine-tuning that and mm. I guess uh, really writing your systems and being able to put different people in the different departments of your business. Yeah. You can ultimately just end up doing what you love doing and be the business owner rather than the operator. Yeah, love it. Fantastic, solid piece of advice there. Thank you. What do you think that someone would have told you that you think, if someone told me this at the start, this would have made such a big difference. I would have done X, Y, Z sooner. What would it have been? Um, Not to do too many different things. In that, my first 12 months, I think I start, tried it to do three businesses, like um, mm-hmm. my my generic life coaching one, then a retail business coaching one, and then I invested in this stupid scam thingy about setting up websites and sending traffic to them and I was trying I was thinking three businesses will equal three times the amount of money yeah um my mentor at the time though Peter did say to me this um which I hope I heard him I think after about 12 months but he said to me Nat pick one thing and get good and known for that you know and that's when I chose the weight loss and when it became all about that, people started to to relate this lose the last mm. 10 kilos was the whole thing uh, with the weight yes. loss. And that made the difference. But I wasn't ready to hear it. And sometimes the penny doesn't, doesn't drop on different points of advice. you got to learn your lessons along the way. That's right. She had to ride three horses before she chose one to ride. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I'm all about health and fitness as well. So I don't know what your journey was to do those final 10 kilos, though. (laughs) For me, it's wanting to keep female entrepreneurs really healthy. So for me, it was all entrepreneurial coaching, sales and marketing. The new direction I'm going now is bringing health and fitness into entrepreneurship. So I love finishing the show with this question. And the question is, what's the one thing that you do on a very regular basis that's some type of form of physicality gets you away from your desk that you know when you do it it makes you the happiest version of you yes so about eight years ago I hired a one-to-one personal trainer and so I do Monday and Thursday personal training in her studio and then twice a week on the Tuesday and Wednesday I do my seven minute workout following an app on my phone and I always say to people I do one hour and 14 minutes exercise a week (laughs) and that keeps me looking great and feeling great and 
then I can be a slack-ass Friday, Saturday, Sunday because I just don't <laughs> want to get up, you know, in the morning. So I kind of balance it all. While I was overseas, though, just recently in Europe, I joined the gym over there and actually went 30 days in a row. I've never done that in my life. Oh, but, wow. um, but yeah, so, um, so that's been consistent. And one thing I didn't have prior to, say, eight or nine years ago was that discipline to keep at it. And Mm -hmm. I heard from a fellow female entrepreneur, she said it takes 1,000 times or two to three years of repetition to really instill a new habit. And when I committed to my personal trainer, I said, I'm committing for at least two to three years because I need to do this consistently for that long for it to become like brushing my teeth. Yeah. (laughs) And so I did. And now I can't even think and imagine my life without say four times sometimes if I skip one day of exercise on a Tuesday or Wednesday I have to make it up and sometimes I'm making it up on a Sunday night I love it she's going for a power walk or heading to the gym after she's had a wine in the afternoon I just I haven't done my fourth fourth time I've got to do it she's had a cocktail with her friends I'm off to the gym now yes (laughs) I love it Uh, Natasha, thank you so much for your um, incredible sharing today and helping everybody get out there and just, you know, shut up and write their first book and be able to do it ultimately in hopefully 48 hours um, is what, you know, I think is incredible marketing from a marketing perspective. And it does just help people go, wow, if I can do it like that, that's feasible. And I think that's, you know, the next step. So um, thank you for sharing your journey as well. I know that we sort of went off course and I went, hey, let's just dive into your entrepreneurial journey because I could hear there was some really cool stuff in there. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, ladies, uh, we've got all the links below uh, for the free seminar. Also to go check out Natasha's uh, website page and go and check out all the book titles. I'm telling you, it will help you realize the magic that you have inside of you. Thank you so much, Natasha. You're welcome. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.